The Philadelphia Eagles are shopping edge rusher Hassan Riddick. I think they're making a mistake. Gino seems to understand it more than me. We'll get into it coming up next on this Monday edition of the Locked On Eagles podcast. You are Locked On Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, Eagles fans. I'm Louis DiBiase, host of the Locked On Eagles podcast, Eagles analyst, also over at Bleacher Report. He's Gino Camilleri, scouting director, Eagles content at Bleacher Report, and my co-host on today's edition of Locked On Eagles. The Eagles are allowing Hassan Reddick to seek a trade this offseason to trade or to pay. We'll get into it, plus Mock Draft Monday, episode two. We go through another seven-round Eagles mock draft, with it being officially the start of the 2024 NFL offseason. We thank you so much for making Lockdown Eagles your first listen each and every day. Guys, today's show is sponsored by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash lockdown NFL and use our code in all lowercase lockdown NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. So, yeah, Gino, we saw this news break on Super Bowl Sunday from Ian Rappaport. The Eagles have given edge rusher Hassan Reddick permission to seek a trade. Reddick has one year left on his deal. 30 sacks over the last two years, if you include the playoffs. And I'm kind of interpreting this as Howie Roseman probably has a line. He has a set number. He's willing to pay Reddick. And with extensions to Devontae Smith coming, Land Dickerson, potentially Josh Sweat, and Milton Williams, he needs to be disciplined. So he's going to allow Riddick to go out there, seek if the market is what he's hoping, and if the Eagles can get compensation back. I just think it's a mistake. I'd pay him what he is worth. I think it's a mistake to shop him entirely. I think even at 29 years old, you do not get rid of elite sack-producing edge rushers that are in their prime. And I think you can get another three, four year contract out of them. So I think this is a mistake to even consider not giving him the bag. Football is a business at the end of the day. And that's how I want to start everything I am saying. And a couple people the other day, Lou, when we were doing our simulations said, how dare you disrespect Brandon Graham? By I saw, yeah, they did walk. not like your BG move. I totally got it. Though. Folks. Um, <laughs> I'm so empathetic when it comes to these guys, man. Like my heart hurt when I saw BG saying bye to all the reporters, Derek Gunn and all them and what felt like his last game. I would love to keep him here until, I mean, heck, I've said on record multiple times that I think him and his family should never have to pay for anything, insurance, whatever, should be taken care of by the Philadelphia Eagles for eternity. But frankly, when it comes to the salary cap, this is the world that we live in. And Hassan Riddick, you have to start with, you are paying him for what you believe you can get out of him. And that's mm -hmm. how you should approach every single contract. You are paying them not for what they have done, but for what they are set to do. So if you were to pay him and he signed a three-year deal on his first time around, and frankly, it should have been a little bit longer than that if we're looking back on it. But right now, do you sign him to a three-year deal yet again? Is it a long-term deal that he is seeking? Would you even franchise tag him? I don't think they would. But the differentiating point here is he didn't demand a trade. How he is doing right by a player who wants to get paid. Sure. Seeing if the market is going to warrant a team that is one willing to pay 
what is to be probably a top five edge contract on the market. Mm-hmm. And two, if they are blown away by the trade compensation, Howie Roseman was right. He was right by doing this. And I don't think it burns the bridge of Hassan Riddick coming back. I, I agree with that. Yeah. To a degree, almost helps you avoid a situation that you were in last year with Chauncey Gardner-Johnson where you didn't have the ability to allow him to go and see the market before it was too late. Sure. So if Hassan goes out there and there's no teams that are even interested and his agent is talking to teams and the number that they're hearing is nowhere close to what he is thinking, well, then you keep him in-house, you get him for the deal that Howie Roseman, that line in the sand that you had talked about, Lou, and things turn out for the best. But at the same time, if somebody offers you a top 50 pick this year and you could sign all those guys that we had talked about and Josh Sweat is an elite edge rusher, folks, he's on that side that has left tackles that are the better players that you are rushing against if you want to break it down when it comes to who's rushing each side. But at the same time, you look at the Super Bowl and you look at how good both of those defensive lines were. And the first thing you are going to do, like you tweeted yesterday, I thought about it. It was perfect. You're going to trade away your top guy and who's behind him. It's no one. I watched Smith, a lot of dogs, Gino. Unproven. Yeah, you you want to get a litter of these sons of guns, man. You want to farm a dogs. You don't want to send these dogs out to pasture. You want to. And you only have so many dogs right now in this defense. And I'm not trying to get rid of one of the few dogs I have. And everything you made, everything you said, made perfect sense. And again, I get it. If you are trying to pay Josh Sweat, Devontae Smith, Landon Dickerson, Milton Williams, yes, you can't pay Hassan Riddick twenty three plus million dollars. You can't give him the Bosa contract. I totally get that. But even if it meant risking losing Josh Sweat. I'm willing to pay Hassan Riddick. I know he's three years older. I know he's 29 right now and Josh Sweat's 26, but I haven't seen any signs of Riddick slowing down. His lower season last year, 11 sacks is what Sweat's had as a career high. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's like, I just, I don't know. I wouldn't even, everything you're saying about why they're putting him on the market makes sense. I wouldn't even put him on the market entirely. I think Lyman can age well. We've seen it in Philadelphia on both sides of the ball over the last decade. You've seen it across the NFL. And as you mentioned, if you give him a three-year deal, I think he can get to 32, 33, where he's still producing double-digit sacks a year. I just, I don't know. So for me, I I totally get it, but I just don't want to lose that kind of player. I, I watched so many guys yesterday on defense on both sides that are just studs and the Eagles just don't have a lot of studs right now. He's one of your few. The age thing is one thing that kind of hangs me up a little bit because we are going through. I mean, look at BG and Fletch, though, man. They're 34 and 36, and they're still playing good ball. I mean, I don't know. You're right, corner, to the point I was going to make with James Bradbury. It's a good counter, though. I mean, there was no signs of Bradbury falling out in 2022, and he fell off the face of the earth. So, again, I do understand it. I just I lean a little more towards keeping him. And I'm with you. Also, at the same time, I want to bring up – what will lead into the free agent topic, which is yeah. Vic Fangio is Hassan Riddick going to be somebody that is fitting into Vic Fangio's scheme. I believe if you can't fit a player like that into your scheme, you're well, not they a run a similar defense over the last two years anyway. And yeah, yeah if you can't fair. fit Hassan Riddick in, that's on you. I mean, exactly. Exactly. But I wanted to make that point that sure, maybe sure. that's something that Vic or Howie Roseman throws be. as a counterpoint to Hassan Riddick. And at the same time though, Lou, Definitely something Howie Roseman is thinking about is how loaded this one 
free agent market is and to the top of the draft yeah. with some of these edge rushers. I mean, it's especially if you need an edge, this is a good year to do it. And so that's why, again, I, I understand. I'm not trying to say Josh, what's a bad player and that you shouldn't pay him at 26 years old, had six and a half sacks before the entire defense fell off the face of the earth. Like I want Josh sweat here long-term. I just think Hassan Reddick's on another level. And I do think I want them both. Level. I mean, yeah, I don't want right. it to be a one or the other. <laughs> no, and I get it to me, Gino, if they do deal him, I try to think about what you could get back compensation wise. Like when was the last time a star edge rusher that was around the age of 30 to 32 was dealt. And the last one I could think of and correct me if there's another one, but Von Miller was dealt to the deadline a few years ago to Los Angeles Rams. He was even a few years older, but he was still a star. He went for a two and a three. That's kind of what I'm thinking here is like two day, two picks for Reddick, maybe a second rounder and a player. Like if you can improve your linebacker position with this trade or corner safety, like that would make a lot of sense. I think that's kind of the compensation how he would be looking at. Alex Clancy over at Lockdown Cardinals. He's fascinated with the idea of reuniting Son yeah. Reddick with Jonathan Gannon and bringing him back home to Arizona where he started his career. And we got to talking on Twitter. Let me offer you this, Lou. You take Arizona's first, second round pick that they have, which will be early for them. You swap that with the Eagles' first pick that they have at number 50. Arizona will then throw in one of the three third-round picks that they have. And at the same time, we'll throw in Hassan Riddick. So it's just a pick swap. You move up. You can be in striking distance for a blue chip player that you might see fit. Throw in like Rondale Moore in there too, and I'll take yeah, it. Yeah, you could throw yeah, you could make the argument of a, yeah. a Zaven Collins if they're off of that wagon or something. But no, yeah, Gino, I'd do that. Moore if they're sure. gonna trade him, I think that's pretty good compensation. My only concern is again, like you said, this edge rushing free agent class is loaded though in the draft. You're gonna have to bring in somebody. I know you'd pay at that point Josh Sweat. You want to see through the development of Josh or Nolan Smith, a first round pick just from mm-hmm. a year ago, but I'm not feeling great about that. And Brandon Graham potentially being back as one of your top rotational pieces. Like they would need to invest at least a solid second tier for agent contract, like a Joshua Uche kind of player oh, or talk dirty to me, or a, <laughs> Josh Uche. you know, like a day two, second or third round edge rusher. You're mm-hmm. going to at least need to do one of those two. If not, if both. you're going to let Reddick, and if not both, because again, how he doesn't skimp on pass rushers. And that's why I'm surprised that even this news broke on Sunday at all. It was not on my radar, even if maybe it should have been. I think his son Riddick, if he does find a team that is willing to pay him, congratulations, man. Go get your money. I mean, as I said, to start this whole thing, it is a business. These guys, they only play for, heck, 10 years if you're lucky, especially at this position. Go get the bag. But at the same time, Howie Roseman, if you are willing to take this risk, know what comes with it. Right. Because that's, that's something point. that you're not going to allow an all-pro player to walk out the door and do absolutely nothing to replace him like you did at linebacker, like you did at safety. You, you better be had sure of Nolan Smith. You, like you, yeah, 100%. You better be sure of Nolan Smith. Hold. You better be sure that Josh Sweat's fall off in the second half of the year was a mirage and it was a one-off. Definitely. Let's hope. Gino, we got Mock Draft Monday, though, coming up next. Let's assume Hassan Reddick maybe is traded, or even if not, they're going to need help up front for sure. Picks for round one through three coming up next right here on Lockdown Eagles. 
Today's episode of the Lockdown Eagles podcast is brought to you by Prize Picks. It's demon time on Prize Picks. You can now win up to a hundred times your money with as little as four correct picks. You can turn ten dollars into one thousand. Demons and goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at Prize Picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. You can now win up to again a hundred times your money with as little as four correct picks. Also, you can play alongside some of PrizePix's most favorite players like rapper Meek Mill and comedian Andrew Schultz. PrizePix is really simple to play. All you got to do is take two players, pick more or less than their PrizePix projection. They now offer Apple Pay as well for quick and easy deposits. It's that simple. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNFL. Use our code LockedOnNFL in all lower cases for a first deposit match up to $100. Football season's over, but we still got basketball, hockey, baseball coming up soon. PrizePix has got you covered. It's daily fantasy sports made easy. We thank you so much for making Lockdown Eagles your first listen each and every day. Guys, Lockdown has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. And now you can also find it on Amazon Fire TV. Lockdown Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Lockdown, plus our national shows covering every league. Find the Lockdown Sports Today channel now on Amazon Fire TV. So, Gino, it's time for Mock Draft Monday, another seven-round Eagles mock, episode two. And we talked a lot about Hassan Reddick in segment one. And one thing I instantly thought of too yesterday hearing about the trade news is, man, I'm really not getting my corner in round one or safety or linebacker. You already heard the news about them looking heavily at tackle to replace Lane Johnson long-term, and now they might badly need an edge rusher. I think time is a flat circle, and I should just stop getting my hopes up with this. Can I tell you I have not audibly laughed as much as I did today (laughs) when I opened up Chad Reuter of NFL Network's three-round mock draft. And not only did he have the Philadelphia Eagles selecting center out of Oregon, Jackson Powers Johnson, he had the Eagles trading up to select him. And all I could think is if that happens on draft night, I will probably – pass away of laughter to see Lou and his, it'll be great content. Let me tell you, it'll be one of, it won't top your reaction to AJ Brown, but it will be up there for sure. And this one will be pure rage. And normally it's been pure (laughs) excitement. Lou Ferrigno, a.k.a. Lou DiBiase. That's right. It would come. All right, Gino, let's start up Mock Draft Monday right here on the Lockdown Eagles podcast. You're going to have the first pick, which is 22nd overall for the Philadelphia Eagles. And, As we mentioned, Hassan Riddick potentially on the trade block. This team historically has gone lineman heavy. They're going to want to replace Lane Johnson long-term. So I think we should stick with predictive again because during our offseason simulations, we kind of both said if we were the GM, this is what we would do. So let's go back to what Howie Roseman would do in this situation here at pick 22. And as you said, you aren't going to get your corner. You aren't going to get your safety. You aren't going to get your linebacker or wide receiver. More than likely, it's probably going to be somebody in the trenches, Lou. And if you talk about the edge position, for example, if you lose us on Riddick, do you pay one of those guys in free agency? More than likely, you're going to have to. And then what comes after that in the draft, because we have seen in the past, and we've brought this up on Lockdown Eagles plenty of times, that the Eagles like to do that, that if they hit on a position in free agency, they like to double up in the draft and go ahead and do that. Sure. And one position, that edge position, it's very top heavy. I think there are four to six guys that are all, I would say, one A through E to F. And I think one guy that you're going to see him listed 
a little bit lower than I believe. I was going to say, these rankings are pretty subjective. I don't agree with a lot of them. The talk coming out of Mobile, Alabama, is that Darius Robinson, the edge rusher out of Missouri, who has freak athleticism, freak size. You talk about the versatility to play all over the ball field. Lou, you could talk in depth if he does get drafted of how he looked in Mobile. The guy plays multiple positions for you, outside linebacker, edge. You want him to stand up. You want him to put his hand in the dirt. I think if you lose Hassan Reddick, even if you keep Hassan Reddick, Grabbing developmental edge players in today's day and age with Howie Roseman, somebody who has done it time and time again, that's an Eagles pick made in heaven. I mean, how much more could you ask it to be an Eagles pick at 22 where a freak like that is still on the board? It reminds me of the Jeffrey Simmons class when they ended up picking Andre Dillard. If one of those guys fell, heck, if one of those guys is there, Lou, I'm taking him. And I believe... Darius Robinson, you look at those measurables, you look at, I believe he's going to run. He'll run probably a, a four, five, four, six at his athleticism, Lou. That's that's day one, Philadelphia Eagles selection all day long. No, I completely agree. And if they're going to go edge, Gino, I love that kind of player. Length, explosiveness, just mm-hmm. all the traits you can think of. Just take that kind of guy and mold him into a stud. Very high ceiling player. So I don't want them to go edge in that situation. But if you lose Hassan Riddick, I'm more leaning edge than tackle. And Robinson would be one of my favorite players. He was one of the best guys, if not the best guy, regardless of position at the senior bowl. So I think that pick makes a lot of sense. So we're back on the clock here at 50 in round two. Um, One thing you look at between corner linebacker and safety, and we've mentioned this a few times on the show. If you're going to go with one of those positions early on in the draft, I think corner makes the most sense because there's less options in the trade market in free agency. It's just not as strong as the safety options linebacker as well. And Howie Roseman prioritizes corner more than he does those other two positions with those premier assets. So I do think after going edge rusher, he'd probably be looking at tackle. I mean, you look at Patrick Paul of Houston would make some sense here. Um, You look at um, linebacker, Edron Cooper is a player I really like, but I think he would probably lean more safetier corner. Kalen Bullock is a former receiver at USC, a ton of range at safety speed. That's somebody Vic Fangio might like, but I'm looking at corner and Ennis Rakestraw from Missouri, I think makes a lot of sense here. Good man coverage ability. He is fast, aggressive, sometimes a little too aggressive, but I look at Rakestraw and Kalen King. Those are dogs and those are guys that I I think would fit well in the secondary for what they need long-term. I believe your Kalen King pick got killed last week on on our airwaves. And yeah, we'll try and keep adding new guys in each week. There's no reason to know. I like Rakestraw more than keep adding them. And I'm with you. I think Rakestraw has been in the conversation for a late day one selection. I've seen. Yeah. He's fringe day one, early day two. And you can get into that argument of where these teams see those players. Cause it's going to be one through 20 is going to be relatively the same. And then players 21 through 75 could all be differentiated. And I like that pick of Rakestraw. I think you go back to the well of the SEC. It'd be very Howie Roseman-like in back-to-back classes for to sure. pick players from the same school in back-to-back picks. And you're talking defense, a unit that needs a lot of help. You can make the argument that you could have selected Lad McConkey there if you wanted to at wide receiver, but that seems like a luxury to take that right now. It would defense, be great, but it's a luxury pick for sure. Defense, it's it's so necessary. It's so necessary that you have to make these selections. So I'm with you. Corner, you add to the well. Edge, you add to the well. And these are guys that are athleticism-wise, Lou, 
traits-wise, this is what we talk about on the show. Guys that are good now, how good can they be in the future? That's what we want to see. Sure. All right, Gino, you have the other pick in round two. It doesn't take long for them to be back on the clock at 53 overall, as, of course, they have 50 from the Saints, and this is their pick at 53. We've gone edge rusher. We've gone corner. Defense heavy. Thinks it makes sense. Uh, what are you thinking here with this pick? So there was a player on the board at linebacker. I'm not okay. so sure they go linebacker that early, but he was also down in Mobile, and the Eagles love to select these guys. I think Cedric Gray would be a great pick for them. Is he somebody that is going to develop into one of the, the best linebackers in the world? I don't know about that, but is he somebody that can play for a long time for high you? High floor player. A very high floor player where you're talking about will probably lead your team in tackles at some point. Can he be your Mike linebacker so Nicobe Dean can go do what he has to do over at the off-ball position or whoever else they bring in. I love the idea of Cedric Gray. You can make the argument for heck of Peyton Wilson out of NC State. Sure. The argument there. I also saw on the offensive line Christian Haynes, the guard out of UConn as well. But I love the idea, Lou. Give me defense on day one and then we day one and day two, and then we can have some fun on day three because I believe yeah. at those skill position players, those are where you're going to find those diamonds where there's tons of guys at wide receiver and then running back, Baskin Robbins, pick your flavor. I'll take Cedric Gary. All right, my friend. I like the pick. Cedric Gray was one of my favorite players down in Mobile, just made plays. And like you said, he, he might not be the ceiling player of, uh, you know, Edrian Cooper from Texas A&M, but the Eagles need ball players instantly at this spot. And with N'Kobe Dean being such an unknown, I think you would like a safer pick at that position. Let's go Cedric Gray, man. Let's go UNC. Change it up. Going to the ACC with that one. Absolutely. All right, Gino, we are going to take a quick break. We'll get back into rounds uh, three through seven as the Eagles have one pick in round three. They also have a bunch in round five to wrap up mock draft Monday right here on the locked on Eagles podcast. As we cruise along this episode of locked on Eagles is brought to you by our friends over at DoorDash football season's over. I just ate everything in my house yesterday, Lou. I don't have anything here. I'm ordering DoorDash as soon as this is over and you can too. If you're just hanging around watching some basketball with your friends, it's the middle of winter. You don't want to get up and go shopping, much like me. You can go right on DoorDash, get your groceries delivered, get your favorite fast food delivered, subs, pizza, wings, whatever you like. Go to DoorDash, your door to more. Head to DoorDash app to get everything that you need delivered right to your door. You don't even have to leave your couch. It will go to your door. Heck, they don't even ring the doorbell when they come to my house. I just see them on my camera. Go and get my food and enjoy. Thank you, DoorDash, for sponsoring the Lockdown Eagles podcast. All right, we continue on Mock Draft Monday right here on the Locked On Eagles podcast. We've had three picks already at pick 22. Gina went with edge rusher from Missouri, Darius Robinson. Then with the 50th overall pick, we went cornerback from Mizzou again. Back-to-back -back Mizzou picks. You think it's the Georgia Bulldogs for 2024 for the Birds. Uh, Ennis Rakestraw, the corner, and then love the pick Gino made with the 53rd overall pick, UNC linebacker Cedric Gray. So Gino, defense heavy. You need an edge rusher, whether Hassan Rick is traded or not. Desperately need cornerback play short-term and long-term. And then linebacker, Cedric Gray would make a lot of sense. The first linebacker in round two that Howie would be a part of selecting since Michael Kendricks back in 2012. Because you got to remember the Jordan Hicks pick, or and that was round three anyway. Mm -hmm. And that was a Chip Kelly selection. Yeah, round three seems to be where they like to pick 
those linebackers. But at yeah. some point, even if you pick or go and get one in free agency, Lou, and we'll mm-hmm. see if they're willing to shell out a bag. If not, do they hit the middle of the market? Even if you hit the middle of the market, you have to go and get more young players because even the Sean Bradleys, those guys are free agents. You need yeah. guys that could play special teams too. And a year one linebacker, he'll impact you there. Now these picks here, this is where we have some, so have some fun with it. For sure. I want to assume in this scenario, Gino, that the Eagles have made a big move at safety. I really like James Williams from Miami. They played him a lot at linebacker at the senior bowl, six, five crazy range, but pretty raw. I think after taking Cedric gray and going rake straw, you got some pretty solid talent on the second and third level plus free agency included. I kind of want to look offense now. I don't want to say it's, it's a more of a luxury pick than it would be if you go defense again or, you know, offensive line, but they could use some some bench players, as we've been saying on the show, for running back, for receiver, for tight end. And I think if the Eagles go value at running back and free agency, they're going to want to make a day two selection at this position, more so than receiver and tight end. I like Marshawn Lloyd a lot from USC. He's been a popular pick, but I'm looking at Jalen Wright from Tennessee. Talk about a guy that has wheels. If you want to get explosive, if you lose DeAndre Swift and you don't want to rely as much on Kenneth Gainwell and pass-heavy situations, Jalen Wright's a guy that I really like. I think Gino, he would fit a lot in Kellen Moore's offense. You talk about speed and having to get back to that. Good luck if he gets free. Get him downhill. Goodness gracious. His stock's going to rise at the combine next week. (laughs) I can't wait to see him run. I'm with you in how do you replace DeAndre Swift? Go get somebody that's fast as lightning. Let's just continue to add to that well. Do you go wide receiver there? Do you go tight end there? Do you go running back there? They've made a lot of selections at running back in that area. You talk about Kenneth Gainwell. They gave up a pick around the fourth round for DeAndre Swift. Let's make that argument all day that right in that area is prime for the picking. And if not... Or if so, they'll add even more come undrafted for agent time. I wanted Jamari Thrash from Louisville. It's a receiver I like as well. He was on the board. Uh, Ben Sennett from uh, Nevada, I believe, or or Kansas State. The tight end is Mm -hmm. a guy I like too. Jaheim Bell from Florida State. It's been somebody I've been keeping a close eye on. But I think running back's the bigger need. And I think Jalen Wright's the best player on the board between those guys I mentioned. But we're back on the clock here, Gino. A lot of picks in round five for the Birds, at least as of now. They're on the board here at 159. We've gone edge. Corner, linebacker, running back. What are you thinking here? Do they continue to add and help Jalen Hurts? Do they continue to want to get some developmental offensive line talent? You can make the argument there. Would the well be picked dry at that point? I don't know. You look at wide receiver. Are they going to be competing in this market for some of the top guys? Definitely not. Where are they going to make that splash acquisition? It would have to be somebody that they believe can develop and that they could find in the draft. You look at some of the guys on the board, yep. the Brendan Rices, the Luke McCaffreys, the Taj Washingtons, you picked Jaquan Jackson, yep. Jordan Whittington. I'm in love with the idea of adding, and you do have one in Britain Covey, yeah, but somebody that... Can just run routes so well for you. You want the slot going to need it. I, I, I know he hasn't played much. He looked really good down in Mobile. I know I'm sticking with those Mobile picks. Give me the McCaffrey. Let's see if we could just hit on this bloodline that has freak athletes. 
He went to Valor Christian here in Colorado, so he's a local guy to me. But, Lou, talk about the idea of adding somebody that we have talked about in Hunter Renfro or somebody that can just drop their hips and get in and out of their routes, and all of a sudden you see the blitz off of the edge and you just need somebody to run a quick little hitch. Boom, he's there for Jalen Hurts. That's going to be your guy. I would love to see that element added. Could it be a tight end? You can make that argument but you need wide receivers. That room is going to be overturned outside of the top two guys and Britton Covey, who is yeah. primarily your returner, but he at the same time will get some more play there. Yeah, Gino, it's crazy. You would think Luke McCaffrey, since he played quarterback, would be raw at the position, but the guy looks like he can separate. His hands are incredible. He made some mm-hmm. incredible grabs when I was watching him up close. He's Tough. an athlete, like That's you said. Too, Just, yeah, get those that McCaffrey genetics, that DNA into this building and have him compete with those other receivers. I love that pick. We got back-to-back picks here, 169 and 170. I'm going to go the boring pick. I'm going to go Javon Foster from Missouri. It's actually our third Missouri player that we're taking, but you look at... Tyler Steen's probably going to move over to right guard. So he was going to probably be your premier tackle backup if Jason Kelsey came back. So he plays in a right guard right now. Lane Johnson's future is unknown after this year. You need not only potentially a future starter at tackle, but you also need that that backup. And of course, they could go free agency as well, but they're going to have to draft some linemen. And this time we, we wait until 169. I like Christian Jones there too. I'm Christian with Jones you. Christian Jones is a good pick as well. If it's this late, you're talking round five. We've heard the talks that that third day of the draft is going to be decimated. This is where you start trading really, picks, maybe you either start trading picks or you are yeah. going for size athleticism. You are going exactly. to who can develop for me with Jeff Stoutland being that guy. And I'm with you. You take a guy, Javon Foster, and you could have made the argument Christian Jones, six or half a dozen. Sure. These guys that can be your swing guy for four or five years, man. Like they love taking these guys, allowing them to develop and they play instrumental roles, man. Big V Isaac Sayamalu. I mean, that's a little earlier for a pick, but Jack Stoll, even to a degree, they love these guys. So they had to, at some point, yeah. there's the pick it's boring, but they had to do it. Uh, absolutely. The meat and potatoes for sure. You got pick 170 here in round five. I love what you said last week. Somebody that could potentially push, McKee for that quarterback position. Okay. Could you find somebody in this class? I like Joe Milton. I don't like Sam Hartman at all. You don't like Sam Harton? You're not. But if you do, man, I mean, this is your pick. He's a very productive college football player. (laughs) There's always that's. (laughs) Is that a backhanded compliment? No, that's a cliche. And in like scouting, he's like, yeah, he's a very good college football player. Yep. I think you take a chance on somebody that has played that much college football. If as a long-term backup, like you're not developing, dude, and he's so starters, freaking handsome, so. Lou. Like you're not going to be mad Trust having me, him I in was the quarterback, up close, Lou. And I, my girlfriend loves Sam Hartman. And then once I saw him in person, I'm like, I get it. Amazing yeah. head of hair. Put Amazing him in the room, man. He's going to sell right. so many freaking. That's a beautiful quarterback room. Let me tell you, that's a beautiful quarterback <laughs> room. Just from looks alone, the aesthetic is great. We got one more pick here in round five, uh, one seventy-seven overall. Gino, I like Eric All from Iowa. I mean, I if too. you're going to go tight end, let's just go to tight end university. This is an athletic guy. Probably not going to be an inline tight end that blocks a whole lot, but you just need pass catchers at that position. Eric All surprisingly is one of those guys that he's like under the radar and 
Yeah, I have fallen in love with this guy too, and I'm with you. Go to tight end. You go to those places that have go to the good well. developmental coaches, and that's one of those places. Just continue to go to the well. I, that's going to be my phrase for this for this yeah. draft. Like, go to the well. Go to places you know at positions you know. Continue to hit on that. All right, you know you got the last pick here for the birds round six, one eighty eight overall. Let's go back to corner or somebody in the defensive backfield, for example, yeah. because you're going to have to find guys that can play special teams for you, guys that are going to have to be back-end players for you at safety. You need a lot. There was somebody on there, Sione Vaki, out of Utah. I saw him play against Oregon for multiple seasons. He was down at the Senior Bowl as well. Somebody that in a safety class that there's not many studs, you're going to have to find some guys along the way. Top heavy, yeah. Sione Vaki in a defensive backfield that is very versatile at Utah. Add him to the room. All right, Gina, let's recap what we did. 22nd overall, edge rusher for Missouri, Darius Robinson. Went back to Missouri round two at cornerback, Ennis Rakestraw. Then at linebacker at 53 overall, we went with Cedric Gray. Rounding out day two, Jalen Wright, the running back from Tennessee at 97. Then on day three, we had a lot of picks, and we went heavy on offense. Luke McCaffrey in round five, the slot receiver. Then we went Javon Foster, the tackle from Missouri. The beautiful man himself, Sam Hartman, quarterback from Wake Forest and Notre Dame, my Wake Forest friend would kill me if I didn't say he's also a demon deacon. <laughs> Eric All from Iowa, tight end. And then uh, Sion Vaki from Utah at safety. Let us know what you thought of Mock Draft Monday. Where would you differ? We're going to do this every single Monday throughout the offseason right here on the Lockdown Eagles podcast. Thanks so much for making us your first listen each and every day. For Gino Camilleri, I'm Lou DiBiase signing off. As always, thank you for downloading. Thank you for watching and listening. And let's go, birds. Fly, Eagles, fly.